This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. All right, what's up, everybody? This is Brent. You're listening to the LJS Podcast. Welcome to the show. Today is episode number 20. That's right, we've made it all the way to episode number 20. And I want to thank everybody for listening to the show so far. We've we've been having a great time. Uh, we've been loving the show. We've got a lot of, a lot of good feedback from the show. So uh, we're going to keep on going. And and I just want to thank everybody for listening so far. And, and for episode 20, I have a very special guest coming on the show today. Uh, my good friend, bassist, multi-instrumentalist, uh, multi-genre instrumentalist, Nathaniel Schroeder is joining me on the show today, and we're going to be talking about how studying jazz can help you be a better musician in general, how it can help you play other styles of music, and, and also vice versa, how playing other styles of music can help your jazz playing. So we're going to dive in and talk about that. I just want to say, though, that all the music on today's show is by our guest, Nathaniel Schroeder. Uh, Nathaniel actually writes the music for a couple really uh, popular YouTube channels, uh, Minute Physics and Minute Earth. And if you want to check out the music he does for that uh, YouTube channel show, you can go to soundcloud.com slash Dr. Schroeder. That's D-R-S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R, soundcloud.com slash Dr. Schroeder. If you're listening to this on the website, that will also be in the show notes. And one more thing before we start our conversation today, if you get value out of this podcast, consider adding value back. This podcast, it's 100% funded, produced by listeners like you. So if you like what you're hearing, if you're getting something out of it, then you can go ahead and click the support button if you're on the website. Leave us a one-time monthly or annual donation. Or if you're not on the website, you can go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support and help us out there. And I want to especially thank on this you know, this special 20, uh, 20th episode for everybody who's actually supported this podcast so far. We could not be doing this without you. So thank you, thank you, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. And okay, I'm going to just introduce our guest today before we jump on in. Uh, Nathaniel, like I said, he's a multi-instrumentalist. He's primarily an upright and electric bass player, but he plays a slew of different instruments, guitar, uh, trombone, um, drums. I mean, he really does the whole package and, you know, he composes music for YouTube. He plays pop, rock, gospel gigs, jazz gigs, um, but he is a, a formally trained jazz musician as well. So uh, he's really just a great resource to kind of talk about this subject today of how jazz can help you become a better musician in general. And so he has a lot to say about that. And one little disclaimer before I start the interview in New York City right now, it's been like 95 degrees Fahrenheit and humidity like you wouldn't believe. So while we were recording this interview, I accidentally left on 
uh, my window air conditioner. So when I was listening back to the interview, I heard this gentle hum in the background. I was like, oh, no. So, you know, rookie mistake, rookie move. Uh, so uh, apologize for that, but uh, hopefully you can overlook that small detail. Okay, so without further ado, let's just jump on in and get on Nathaniel Schroeder. Right, special guest on the show today is Nathaniel Schroeder, my good friend Nathaniel Schroeder. Thanks for being on the show, man. Of course, man. I'm glad to be here. So uh, you are you are primarily an electric bassist and an upright bassist, but you're really a, a, a multi instrumentalist, wouldn't you say that? Yeah, I definitely play and dabble in all the instruments. Um, I started on electric bass. No, technically, I started on piano. Yeah, but I never took lessons. No. So your mom and dad made you play piano when you were a kid. Yeah, well, no, my <laughs> like everybody mom, else. Yeah, right. My mom had a little Casio piano that I just carried around the house with me. Like I'll bring yeah. it in the bathroom with me and play in the bathroom. I don't know if I should be releasing that information. <laughs> Regardless, uh, I can edit that. <laughs> yeah, no, you can keep that in. I don't mind. But um, uh, and then yeah, I got an electric bass. I mean, I played like horn. I played baritone all throughout, uh, like grade school. So like in, in band and like in band. high school. Yeah, in band, yeah, definitely in band. And then uh, in about seventh grade, I got an electric bass, started playing that. Um, and then when I was 20, I got myself an acoustic bass and started playing the acoustic bass. So, and yeah, actually right when, when I turned 20, I transferred into a music program and started studying jazz on acoustic bass. So okay. That's, yeah, so, so it's been about six years since I've been playing. So when you started the electric bass, were, were you playing? What kind of music was your like focus? Like, what were you really into playing? Um, uh, I guess my first. I mean, because it was electric bass, so it's like rock and roll. Um, I was really into Blink One Eighty Two. I was really into uh, uh, what's that band? Red Hot Chili Peppers. I learned all of Flea's lines. Really proud of that. But I mean, honestly, the band that I was into most and literally obsessed over for like six years was the band Fish. Fish, like, yeah, that's right. You love yeah, yeah, everybody knows about fish. Um, but actually, part of the reason why I like fish is because they were they. You, you could tell the band leader, Tranastasio, was just loved music. Like he just had an affinity for music and listened to a lot of different styles. And uh, on a lot of their older records, like from the '90s, they'd play jazz songs. I'm serious. Like if, if you look at Picture of Nectar, which is like the, I think their second studio album, they literally have a rhythm changes on it. And I remember right. I, I had a bass teacher when I was in eighth grade, and I brought that rhythm changes in. I'm like, this is the coolest song I've ever heard. Right. And then I asked, <laughs> I asked the guy, I was like, what is it? He's like, oh, it's a rhythm changes. So that was actually kind of like my first intro to jazz. I, Whoa. I so Fish it. got you into jazz. A little, yeah. And you can even, they do a lot more stuff. Like uh, a lot of their albums from like, between like like 88 to like 95, every once in a while they would put on a jazz, they'd play Donnelly. They had a horn section with them, and they would do like really cool, like kind of fusion—not fusion, but like jam bandy jazz songs. But like they would try and swing. The keyword, yeah, try. yeah. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, right. So I mean, he, he was attempting, right? Well, Trey, Trey actually, Trey's the guitar player. He actually studied jazz. Like he's got a lot of bebop vocabulary. Like you can hear it in his phrasing, and just like he knows how to play. Oh, I'm interested to talk a little more about that later, especially because yeah. obviously our topic today is you know we're talking about how. Studying jazz can help you play other genres of music better, and, and vice versa. Yeah. So that that would be an interesting one to come back to fish. Definitely come back to and, and talk talk about that. So, at what point was it that you decided you wanted to become a professional jazz or not jazz musician, musician in general? Was it 
when you started uh, the base, or when was it that you decided that? Um, I mean, can I, can I tell a quick story? Yeah, tell a story. Yeah, so, like, basically, I, when I was 16, I went to the Berkeley Five Week, and it was like, do you know the Five Week program? No. It's, it's oh, like, like Berkeley College of Music. Yeah, Berkeley College oh, of Music, they oh. have a Five Week program, and that's really where I kind of realized I liked music. Like, like music. I always was interested in, excuse me, I was always interested in it. But I finally went to a program where I just saw like other kids my age playing, and it was really inspiring. Yeah, and I also felt like I was really behind the eight ball because I saw a lot of really, really talented kids. Yeah, kids who've been playing since they were like eight, and I had only and like really studying. Like, uh, oh, what's his name? Chad Leftwich Brown. I met him yeah. there, and he sounded like he was like from fifty when he was playing when he was sixteen. So it's just like yeah, it was really inspiring, but also at the same time really intimidating. So when it came time for me to apply to schools, I didn't know if I'd like be good enough. So I. I uh, went and studied physics for two years in Iowa. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right. And while I was out in Iowa, I kept playing music, and I was playing more and more music out there, and eventually some guy was like, listen, you clearly love playing music, you should actually go pursue it, and that's when I formally decided to study. So you were actually studying something completely. non-music related, yeah. completely, yeah. you were going to college yeah. for something non-music complete, related. I was double majoring, but yeah, I was playing okay. but and also like... But it, you, that was that was the turning point for you, that's when you were like, yeah. ah, okay, I need to be a musician. Yeah, because it was just like, the, the writing was on the wall, like I was out in Iowa studying physics, and I was listening to more music than I ever was, I was playing gigs in Iowa... I was hanging out with only musicians out there. I didn't really... I mean, I connected with other people, but, like, the people that I've really felt the closest bond with was people that I played music with. Okay. And actually, I, I started listening to gospel music while I was out there, too. Um, I, I never would have thought that would have happened. I met a really, really, really great guy who introduced me to gospel drumming. But he, even then, when I was out there, I was listening to more jazz than I was listening to. I was listening to, like, Oscar Peterson. I was listening to yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. So, so I mean, so I know you as like, you know, you're a phenomenal jazz bass player, but you're really, to to me, you play lots of different genres. Yeah. You you also compose music yeah. for a YouTube channel. I mean, you're you're a multi instrumentalist. Yeah. How do you so, so so you really embody a lot of different musical styles and yeah. ambitions. How do you make a living right now as a musician in general? Uh, well, I mean kind of what you were just hinting at I'm doing a lot um, uh, The I teach a little bit right now um, I work with um, a program up in the Bronx so I'm teaching well right now I'm only teaching three things a week three three separate classes so that's really that's tiny um, and I work a lot of gigs um, recently I've been playing a lot of church gigs like in the gospel scene yeah um, I'm playing um, jazz gigs still uh, I work with a couple different groups so that keeps me busy um, and finally, what you were saying is I, I work, I do the music for the YouTube channel, two YouTube channels now. You could see them, you probably, you might have seen them. They're Minute Earth and Minute Physics. Yeah. Um, actually, the guy who started those channels is a Grinnellian, the the first school I went to where I was studying physics. He right. was a physics major. Sure you also, guys met. he's a fantastic musician too. So, but yeah, so that's really a majority of where my income comes from. I, I mean, since I do the music for the YouTube channel, I, every once in a while I'll get a gig recording for someone like they'll just pay me like the money to record a demo for them or something yeah but for the most part you're, you're a career musician man I, so like yeah I try and do everything and we'll, ha- we'll have in the show notes we'll have uh, a link to some of those Minute Earth uh, Minute Physics videos you can hear a little bit of uh, some of Nathaniel's uh, music for that YouTube channel but so, so with all of this in mind what made you decide specifically to study jazz in college 
I it, it's weird because, like I said, I I was like a rock and roll guy. I just like music. I like Fish, but I also there was something that was just very appealing about jazz. Even when Fish was playing jazz, I was like, this is cool. Just like I I can't. I'm trying to think of what exactly about jazz I was drawn to. Maybe it was just the the phrasing of just like the the, the freedomness to or the freedom to it, like the improvisation. But it it kind of sparked my interest, so I just started listening more and more to jazz. Like I told you, I was listening to a lot of Oscar Peterson trio. I was listening to Coltrane. I was listening to like the early Miles Davis quintet stuff, like the early like with his first quintet, the, those four albums he put out, yeah. like Relax and Steam and the Prestige. What, oh, yeah, I forget the name. Of the Prestige, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was listening to a lot of that, and um, and I knew if I actually wanted to study music, it was going to either be studying jazz. Or studying classical, and I just, I, just my personality. I didn't really see myself fitting in the classical world. And yeah. I liked, I liked, I, I liked the colloquialism of jazz. I liked the fact that you can just learn from like records. I liked that all it took was just listening because I love listening to music. So it's just like if you want to learn something, you just listen to it over and over again. I, I mean, I guess it's the same for classical music but it just, that just seems so much more structured and it's like oh you want to learn a Bach prelude or you want to learn this there's the sheet music have fun like yeah yeah like I, I like the fact that if I wanted to learn a bass solo or like a walking line I could just sit down and learn it note for note right um, and uh, and then so yeah I mean when I, I took a year off uh, for, for like in, my, in between my two schools and that's really when I started studying jazz, like I said, that's when I got the acoustic bass. I was playing a lot, uh, like jazz tunes, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna actually dive in. Because before, like, I was still floundering. I was still doing a bunch of different styles, but this was like the first time I was like, yo, I want to learn this language. Yeah, I want to yeah. learn everything about this, like, because it's like, I just knew with it, like, having a really strong foundation in the jazz language, it would just translate into other styles. Like, I use it, I still use it, like, just it's it's a system. For me, it was a systematic way of looking at music. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Uh, so, w- when you're playing and composing different styles of music and in these different situations, how? W- what are some ways that come to mind that your jazz studies, your formal jazz studies, have benefited you? I mean, the, as just, a musician, yeah. The language, the vocabulary, it comes out all over the place. Like I just like just knowing how to work two five ones, knowing different progressions. Um, yeah, right. Like no, it, I think that jazz helps you understand a lot about harmonic structures. Oh God, yeah. You know, because there's, there's such a rich harmony in jazz. Yeah. You know that sometimes. I mean, it depends on what music it is, but not sometimes other music don't have quite a, of a rich harmonic structure, yeah. so you don't necessarily get the opportunity to study yeah. some of those things. Where in jazz, it it allows you to do that. Yeah, like if you listen to Blink One Eighty Two, like harmonically they're not doing much. Like, right? Like you can't really. I mean, you can study what they're doing, but a lot of what they're it, it, that's just catchy. Like, there's something infectious about it. With jazz, like there's uh, uh, multiple layers. There's so many different things you can evaluate. You can look at like, how there's just like their ride pattern, like the drummer, how the drummer and the bass player hook up. Like yeah. that's that's one huge way of looking at. It. But in what you're saying, harmonically, like. There's just a lot of dance harmony, just knowing how to work extensions, knowing how to work voicings, knowing how to resolve things, knowing, like, 
just thinking of all the different ways you can combine harmony, like changing keys, like all the, analyzing Coltrane cycles, it, like it just goes on and on. Yeah, it's it's really a lifetime of study studying yeah, music. I'm getting overwhelmed <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I know for me, like along those lines, you know, something that when when I do play, I, I do primarily just play jazz music, yeah. but when I am playing other styles of music. It helps me again, like we were saying, that I just know what I'm playing. Like I know what I'm doing. I yeah. understand harmonically what's going on and all these things. But on, on a totally different level, yeah, it really has helped me uh, form this, um, I guess, work ethic. You know, yeah. j- jazz yeah. kind of. It, it, you know, if I'm trying to work on some other styles of music, I've really learned how to study it. Yeah, because jazz has kind of forced me to. Cause it's not easy. <laughs> it's active so, listening. It, yeah. yeah. So it, it kind of taught me how to have listen better. Uh, you know, lots of ear training. Yeah. How to practice. I mean, jazz kind of taught me all those things. Yeah. It yeah. really, it really taught me to. You know, before I, I used to dabble a lot with music, um, and I used to practice a lot. But jazz kind of like pointed me in a direction and, and yeah. gave me like some structure. Yeah, I don't know what you think about that. For me, that's something that it's benefited me yeah. so much. Any style of music I play. Yeah, I mean the, the patience it takes to sit down and transcribe a solo, like just knowing how yeah. to do that is invaluable. I mean, I've probably like okay, so I probably transcribed a bunch of solos, but I, I'm saying learned a bunch of solos. I've learned a bunch, but like sitting down and transcribing a solo. I mean, the patience for me, at least, to do that is, it, it, that's like a lot of hard work, but I'm glad I know how to do that because it makes everything 10 times easier. I, kind of piggybacking off the thought that you just went off, uh, the, the thought that you just had it, like I, so I, I, like I told you, I've been working a lot in the church music, re- uh, the church scene recently. Yeah. And there's something like... Gospel music. Gospel music. At like, I mean, gospel music is a totally different monster. I love it. But like, there's a lot of overlap. But there's there's something like in churches that they do called a praise break or a shout. Yeah. So like, the the pastor's getting really revved up, and like, there's a lot of energy in the room. And then the organ player plays this lick, and then you're like, oh, it's about to go down. Like you know, right. you know, it's, it's about to happen. happen. And then out of nowhere, like the drummer's just going at like 150 BPM, and the organ player's going, and the bass player has a very specific role. And like, I mean, you could Google praise breaks online. And I remember the first time I played it, I had I mean, I knew what to do because I knew the notes to play. So I was like playing, I was like, but like, it, like I, I just was so stiff, and like I was thinking, and the organ player turned to me, and goes, just don't think, just play. I was like, okay, that's good advice. But I remember, like, I, I realized I had to get to that point where I wasn't thinking. I had to get to that point where I was just playing, and like that's why, yeah. like learning jazz is yeah. beautiful because like, you, like that's what it is. It's like eventually you're not thinking about the notes you're playing. So what I did is I went home. I, I just asked the organ player at the church to just send me as many like shout praise breaks whatever you want to call them um like songs he could find and he sent me about four or five and i literally transcribed the lines of the bass player and wow. i played them over and over again wow. and i literally sat there for pro- like probably like two weeks and i made my own loop on a computer and i just had like a really simple track and i just sat there like until i got to the point where i was like i didn't need to think about it and literally as soon as i learned that people started calling me for all these like different church gigs Wow, because it's like it's it's just like it's a feel. Like you don't want to be thinking. It's like right now, I'm not. I mean, I'm thinking about what I'm saying, talking to you, but it's a conversation. It's colloquial. Like I feel like yeah. that's the that's the the whole point of like jazz. At least it's a conversation. It's a language. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's that's the other analogy I was gonna make too. It's just like when you really understand one language, like if you understand a romantic language like Spanish or one of the Latin based languages, yeah, it's ten times easier to learn uh, Italian 
or French right. next because yeah. it's like there's so much there's so many things it comes from the same place so like knowing jazz it's in, like <laughs> like you know how to play blues I mean it comes from the blues so like you can like learn blues it comes like a lot of the church stuff like a lot of that harmony comes from jazz right like, right it, like, and the blues yeah, yeah. It, like all, all of them are so intertwined so if you really understand jazz you're gonna have a really easy time understanding other styles of music. Well, it's t- so much popular music today, it all comes from the blues. I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of it does. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're excluding, you know, classical in, in those European... European. Those yeah. old, musics of old. Yeah. You know. Musics of old. <laughs> <laughs> musics of old, yeah. Uh, I don't know, yeah. But, <laughs> but all this music, it comes, from the, it comes from the blues and it comes from jazz. I think that's actually another... Great case for studying jazz yeah. is a lot of this stuff comes right from there. Yeah, I mean, you just builds around you know jazz, rock and roll, yeah, and how rock has progressed, how pop has progressed, yeah. all this stuff. I mean, jazz, jazz is, I mean, it, its roots come from the blues. It, 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 excuse me, it's just it encompasses so much study. Like so, just by understanding jazz, you have you're at such a greater advantage than yeah. people who haven't studied it. And I like I just know I have a way of looking at music. It's quantifiable. Like it's I just have this system of approaching music. So like when I hear something, like automatically I can like internalize it, digest it, and then regurgitate it. I know that sounds kind of gross, but it's like like I hear yeah, something and it's like oh well that's two five one oh like like I'm like I know a line and I hear a line. It's like oh I can play that back because I've learned like. 500 other lines like yeah it's just like your ear your ear can catch on anything yeah like that's that's probably true like studying jazz you're really training your ear because if you can if you can hear the stuff that's going on in jazz you can hear a lot of other things I mean and then you can make the same case like if you study classical music and you understand the harmony that's going on in classical music because I mean some of the harmony in classical like like I listen to uh, Prokofiev and Brown stuff I'm like this is some of the most amazing harmony I've ever heard and actually that's something that I've been starting to do like I've been listening to a lot of classical music in the past year more than yeah. I ever have before and even that opens yours but I've never actually studied it so now that's now yeah I'm thinking about it. it's like I, I, I feel that way about uh, classical music styles I also like Afro-Cuban is a great example of on a different sense rhythmically yeah like it's something where it's like oh man those guys fascinate me yeah. rhythmically because it's just it's not the culture I grew up in. I I don't understand rhythm like that, um, man. So like Afro Cuban music for me is like to really study that. It's like rhythmic rhythmically. Like yeah. I mean a lot of different styles of music around the world, but Afro Cuban is the one that comes to my mind. Okay, let, we're moving in this direction. So right. let, let me ask you this. Go ahead. Uh, it's basically the vice versa of, of the first question, yeah. which is how, how have other genres that you've played, uh, and you've talked a little bit about that, but more specifically, how have other genres that you've played affected your jazz playing? Yeah, I mean, I, I keep talking about church because that's just where I've been working a lot and learning most about recently. Like, there's something... There's something very the word that popped in my mind is selfless about church music because when you're there you're you're playing for the congregation you're playing um, you're playing like it's it's for it's for God it's like it's this really religious emotional experience and like 
you're not really like you're just putting everything out on the line you're just you're completely raw and it's like this really vulnerable but amazing experience and I feel like jazz the way it's been going recently not recently but like because it's an academic thing yeah people are thinking about it more and more and more yeah and like it's like when you go to like I learned so much just playing in church because I learned to stop thinking and just play and like because that's what you did when you were like 12 just playing in the garage with your friends like you were just playing like you weren't thinking yeah like about garage it. band style yeah, man like, like, you're like just, you're just like you're putting it that on. was fun that yeah. was fun times and like that's the thing I just realized how fun music is like I was just having so much fun in church like there are all these videos like you can find me playing this church stuff I'm like like jumping around like a clown but it's just like because it's it's fun music so like I guess like that that's one way like the church stuff influence it just also like it's just very soulful proud uh, music uh, like I'm also you were mentioning Afro-Cuban music just the way like all these Afro-Cuban guys like the salsa Colombians Cubans like all these guys lock in rhythmically yeah how they internalize it just understanding the clave understanding like just how to switch in between like really straight versions of the clave and then like the triplet version of the clave just like knowing just how to phrase around that rhythmically locking in like Afro-Cuban stuff it, even I mean just understanding clave is a huge, right. huge study, and right. just how it's everywhere in music, everywhere. Right, like, like it comes from, <laughs> yeah, comes from Africa. What was the, the Afri- African percussion? Class? Oh yeah, we took this class called African Percussion <laughs> Ensemble Cl- in college no, together. Neil, what was his name? Neil, uh, Neil Clark. Was it Neil Clark? Neil Clark. Oh god, I love that guy. He, he's a phenomenal uh, percussionist. Yeah, but literally, it's just like he's right though. It's just like that stuff is just. just you want to get to the point like I keep mentioning this where you're not thinking about it, it's just embedded in you like um, so yeah. like just having that clave having, you just feel it yeah like just having a really strong quarter note just understanding like I, I remember you used to tell us like our homework was always like funny it's like just while you're walking down the street like feel the beat and realize that while your heart's beating there's actually a pulse going on it's like okay alright I mean <laughs> I mean I guess you're right man I mean like it's true it's like and, and oh he was just like look at the person walking in front yeah. of you and like look at the uh, what was the on and before I don't uh, know yeah, I'm no, already forgetting off. Uh, yeah. I'm already forgetting some of the stuff in the I class love, I love that class that was a cool class yeah. I mean yeah you know I, I was in Puerto Rico last year yeah. and I was listening to some salsa music yeah. out there crazy and man the groove man I was yeah. just like Whoa! Like I want to quit everything I'm doing and play that music really well because those guys were so good at it. Yeah, the pocket and that stuff. I mean, yeah. So I've I've always been more of a rhythmic person. Yeah. Like I. Oh, I, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I've always played drums. Like because as an electric bass player, like you're responsible for like connecting like harmonic, like that low end, yeah. fundamental bass note with just the rhythmic, like locking in with the drums. So I play drums. I mean, you know, like yeah, you I know, know you play drums, man. <laughs> like uh, almost to a fault. But like, I literally practice drums every day for like an hour or two. And it's not like my practice is. It's not like I'm sitting there learning solos. I'm literally just learning how to lock in. And like, that's the other thing about like church music too. Like the way these drummers lock in, like just how aggressive and how natural, like the, their feel is. How the, and clave is all over church music. Like just the three two two three stuff. You can hear it all over the place. Um, so, like, personally, like, I just, locking in rhythmically has always been one of the things that I love. And, I like, truthfully, when I'm thinking about soloing, like, just, like, when I'm, like, taking a solo, like, I'm thinking that my phrasing is heavily influenced 
by how I lock in. Uh-huh. So, like, if like if I'm not locked in, like, then all the stuff I'm playing is just nonsense. Like, you really need to be, like, ingrained and locked in with, like, the beat. Like, it, the rhythm needs to be internalized or else, like, you're not really saying anything valuable. Right, like, yeah. It, it needs to groove. It needs to feel natural. Like, I, I even, I, like, I can't tell you how many times, like, I play with someone where they chop it. It's like, oh, it's crazy. They could play, play for days. But, like, it just, they weren't locked in. Yeah. And it was just, like, like, harmonically, they knew every single extension they could play like they, they could make a cluster chord that would literally make your ears vomit because it was so beautiful I had no idea what that means but I said it <laughs> but like, like it, it's just like but they weren't locking in it's just like it, it just I don't know like when someone locks in when they can groove when it, what, what they're playing feels good like that to it me it changes everything everything and, that, and that's what I feel um, not that you can't learn that from you definitely learn that from jazz but what I've really learned from other musics that are very exactly, groove based, exactly, like even like man. funk music, for example, James Brown, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, you listen to that music, and it's like it's all about the groove. Yeah, it's, it's just, not. It's not necessarily about the harmonic structure. It's not necessarily it's about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it grooves so it's hard amazing. that you could get up and dance for days. Yo, put on a D'Angelo album and play along with that, and like if you if you can understand like how it feels, like if you can. Like it's it, it to me it's like a reflection of how you're feeling. So like if you feel good when you're playing it, like you're really connected and you're dancing along, and like you you like in it, then that's what's gonna come across when you play. Yeah. And like just I keep saying the word connecting, but like you really want to get connected with that rhythm. So like, but yeah, man, just dude, I could play on one chord for 17 hours. I've done it. Yeah. Well, you you're you're the groove master. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so. I'm just trying to think of what else, like, just in terms of, um, uh, I'm just trying to think of, like, all the other styles, like, I mean, like I said, I listen to a lot of rock music. Yeah. Do you, have, do you listen to Tigran Hamasian? Is that how you say his last name? Tigran, oh, I just, Tigran Hamasian. That's Hamasian. How, that's how I always say it. I don't know if that's how you yeah. pronounce it. He's a perfect example of just, like, how, like, all these different, like, how he's influenced by different styles of music. Like, would you consider what he's playing jazz? Like, would you consider it jazz? I, okay, again, like, when we talk about the definition of jazz, it's always, especially these days, it gets a little elusive. I yeah. always like to just say, it's jazz-influenced. Oh, of course, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's jazz-influenced, and he tends to hire mostly jazz musicians to play music yeah. with him. I, but it's so funny, because I consider what he's doing now rock and roll. Yeah. Like, not really like, yo, like, rock and roll, smash guitar. No, it's like... It's just like the essence of it, just like the the mentality to it. It's just like really, it's it's there's a simplicity to it, but it's still like complex. Like I, what? Not it's not the music. The music itself isn't simple. It's like it's just it's accessible. So like, have you have you listened to Mockroot? That's his most recent album. No, I haven't. I love it. It's like one of the most inspired. Well, actually, no, I don't know if it's his most recent, but it's one of the more recent albums. It's 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 hugely influenced by. Um, like a lot of math metal. Have you checked out math metal? Oh yeah. So I, like, I, I used to love that stuff. Okay, so like Meshuggah. Yeah, I still like it. Yeah, Meshuggah. Ma- yeah. Oh god, I love Meshuggah. Dream Theater. Um, oh, they're, they're Dream not- Theater was was one of my my big influences. Are they are they <laughs> math metal? I don't I don't know. Well, about Dream Theater. Just, they're they're not strictly math metal. They're really progressive they're, they're rock, progressive and they rock. do a lot of time signature stuff. Yeah. Okay, but the other band like Animals as Leaders. There's Opeth. Like there's certain bands where literally it's just like mathematic based music, and you could hear that influence in uh, Tigran's music. 
and it's like that's some of the most inspired creative music I've heard in so long I literally like was there there were points where I was just like so touched by his his album like the second song I forget the name of it um, there's a section I mean just okay I'm going off on a tangent no 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 but it's no, just no. like because I'm well, just thinking of all the different things that just made that song amazing I'm thinking specifically right now rhythmically but like harmonically just texturally just where he's getting all of his different influences from it just it, he created a sound that's just specific to him yeah well I don't think it's a tan- I don't think it's a tangent just yeah. because like I mean we're talking about how studying jazz can help you play other genres and yeah. vice versa and essentially that's a lot of what jazz like modern jazz you could say yeah. is today is it is it's going all these different directions different yeah. styles of music I mean I think about Robert Glass- Glasper oh god yeah I mean that's like straight up R&B stuff man like yeah. I mean I mean so like I mean there's that there's that's a lot of of what jazz is today as well it's just a combination of all these other styles and things going on yeah I mean you know I mean did you listen to the Kendrick Lamar album when they came out last year I haven't heard that you know. oh god it's so good but literally it's Robert Glasper is on half of it yeah. It was literally a track. Like, the second track in the album was just, like, them swinging to, like, a really hard blues and Kendrick Lamar's rapping over it. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, it's just, like, it. so, I don't know. I, I, I'm a firm believer in crossover. I think just having... Me too. Yeah, because yeah, it's just, like, but, like, I guess the reason I'm glad I studied jazz is because I really, I created a context for music. I created a very strong context, and I knew that studying jazz would just really open me up to a lot of different styles and I would have a much easier time learning different styles after that yeah because it's just like yeah. if you understand jazz you can play jazz you can really understand all the different styles of music um, there's there's like yeah there's just like I keep saying there's a systematic way I can approach music yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's just like if you're able to integrate other styles then you start creating your own sound like that's what Tigran does that's what, that's what all these different musicians are doing yeah so um, I don't know it's I think the most important part is just trying to remain musical. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, like yeah. and that, that's the thing. I just feel like the more you listen to, the more musical you can be because you start yeah. to see where. How many? You're gonna beat me up for this, but where like different styles fall short, like where jazz falls short, like how yeah. like certain ways like it doesn't connect to an audience. Then you can see how math metal falls short because I mean, not everyone likes Mashuga. I'll guarantee yeah, you that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Like, you could see how, like, like church music falls short. Like, you could see, like, music from all these different contexts now because you just, you have so much more range and it's just, like, you can just pick and choose, like, the stuff that really connects to you and it's just, like, the more you have, the better off you are. That's just the way I see it. And it's just, like, Absolutely, I just yeah. love listening to all these different styles of music. Like, I hear something new, I have my phone out, I'm shazamming stuff, like, I just shazam, like, seven different songs a day. Like, I'll, I'll listen to a trap beat. I'm like, that's the craziest trap beat I've ever heard. I have my phone out, like, listening to it. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I just kind of tried to sum everything up right there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think you said everything really well. Well, Nathaniel, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah. Your <laughs> your feedback was super valuable. So, thanks for being on. Thanks for taking Thank the time. You, man. And, uh, man, I hope we have you back on the show soon. I would love to. I mean, dude, it's really cool being here. All right, that's all for our show today. want to thank you for joining us today, and thank you for listening. And if you have anything else to add to today's show and you're on the website right now, go ahead and leave us a comment in the comment section below. We're a community, and we love 
to hear from you. And remember that all the music on today's show was by our guest, Nathaniel Schroeder. You can check out his music that he does for the YouTube's channel, Minute Earth and Minute Physics, on uh, his SoundCloud page. So soundcloud.com slash Dr. Schroeder. And remember, if you got any value out of today's show, consider adding value back. You can go to the support button if you're on the website. Leave us a one-time monthly or annual donation. Or you can go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support. And we're going to be coming out with episode number 21 of the LJS podcast next week. We're looking forward to seeing you then. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.